I wear the badge because I believe that everything I do every day matters to somebody I in the public. I wear the badge because I enjoy problem solving. I wear the badge. I give people I wear the badge voice. because I am very proud to serve the community. I wear the badge because I enjoy helping people. And that's why I wear the badge. Welcome to the Wear the Badge podcast, a production of the Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association, where in each episode, we'll explore the realities of law enforcement. It's a rare look and listen inside the often misunderstood profession of policing. So let's separate fact from fiction and perception from reality right now. Hi, everyone. I'm Andy Skugman, your host and the association's executive director. In this episode of Wear the Badge, we experience the process of hiring police officers during the current workforce crisis, a time when agencies are struggling to find new officers and hold on to the ones they have. We summarize the steps involved in the hiring process and uncover new truths from chiefs and candidates about filling and finding jobs. We bring you a tale of two cities. I'm Julie Swanson, the Chief of Police with White Bear Lake. Um, I've worked here for 20 years. I've served as the police chief for about five and a half years. My name is Jim Franzen. I currently work for the city of Robbinsdale, and I've been in law enforcement for 33 years now. White Bear Lake, a suburb just northeast of the Twin Cities, has a population of about 24,000. 31 officers protect and serve the White Bear Lake community. Robbinsdale is a smaller suburb just northwest of the Twin Cities. According to the latest census, it has about 10,000 fewer people than White Bear Lake. The city has 28 police officer positions. In the fall of 2019, both cities posted two police officer job openings and both received fewer applications than they had in the past. The lowest we've ever had is about 35. In the last like 10 years, we probably never have exceeded 100 qualified candidates. This time we had roughly 51 candidates, which was great for us. But Chief Franzen in Robbinsdale experienced a greater decrease in applicants. We used to routinely get about 150 people. Now lately, in the last couple of years, we're looking at maybe 40, maybe 50 people max. So that's about a two-thirds drop. So what gives? Why didn't White Bear Lake see that same drop? Dale Hager, one of White Bear Lake's co-captains, he has a theory. Historically, I think our numbers have differed for whatever reason from local agencies around us that we have to compare to in that we were getting a lot of applicants. We have a number of staff uh, here in White Bear who teach at secondary schools, teach in the law enforcement and criminal justice degree programs. And I have a feeling that that might help. Captain Hager and his co-captain conducted first round or preliminary interviews with 36 candidates. They typically don't interview that many people, but they didn't want to miss any quality candidates. From there, they narrowed it down to 16 candidates. We stopped by when those second interviews were taking place and met Nikki, a 22-year-old community service officer. So I've always wanted to be a police officer ever since I was a little girl. I remember sitting in elementary school watching a presentation of a police officer, and I just thought it would be the coolest thing. I just said, I, I want to be like him someday. Even though there isn't as much competition as years past, Nikki says the job search isn't easy. Some departments say no right away where we don't 
don't even get an interview. Other departments will put you through just one interview and then decline afterwards. I've had some positive feedback, even though I haven't gotten uh, the police officer position, but really just trying to stay positive, even though you're being declined by departments. Chief Swanson explains the steps of the hiring process that follow those second interviews. From that, we will get a list that is ranked in order, and that will go back to our Civil Service Commission next week, and they'll certify the list. And then we have the option to pick from any of the top three for one position. So if we have two positions, we'd pick from the top four. And we will extend background packets to those top three people after the Civil Service Commission certifies the list and then bring them back for final interviews. And then once the final interviews are done, they're done with myself and the city manager. Once they are done, then we extend a conditional offer and send them to the psychologist and the medical. And then with that, their background should be done, those processes should be done, and then they get a final offer. Despite such an extensive process, Chief Swanson planned to have her department up to full strength in only a few months. It's a pretty aggressive timeline for us. When I started as a police officer, I interviewed here May 1st and started October 1st. We're trying to have those applications due right around November 1st and have somebody on by January 1st. Chief Franzen expected it to take about four months to fill the positions in Robbinsdale. And like White Bear Lake, his agency interviewed more people than usual. What we initially do, since the number isn't great, we take the time to interview everyone who applies as long as they meet the minimum requirements. So we'll start with uh, what we call preliminary interviews, and so they're very quick interviews, and we could do up to about 20 a day. And so people come in for about 10 to 15 minutes, and we get a little bit of a snapshot introduction to who those people are. In Minnesota, police officers are required to have at least a two-year degree, but Chief Franson says he's definitely seen an increase in applicants with bachelor's degrees, applicants like Jack Lowry. Jack recently graduated with a four-year degree in criminal justice and went on to school for skills training and hands-on technical skills. I knew I wanted to work with people, helping people, from a pretty young age when I first went to college. I tried the psychologist route, was not for me. Um, I tried the attorney or law route, definitely not for me. And then um, kind of process elimination, I got down to criminal justice with law enforcement and kind of fell in love with it right away. Jack was one of nearly 10 candidates in for a second round of interviews. Brand new to the job search, it was his first time advancing in the interview process. From here, a panel is to select a handful of finalists to then interview with Chief Franzen. The chief's top picks undergo an extensive background investigation and are given a thick background packet to fill out. That usually takes a week or two for them to do that. They turn that packet back in and then we assign that to an investigator who um, also interviews the candidate and then goes through that background packet and uses that to go out and talk to past employers, to getting school records to uh, talking to friends and acquaintances and things like that. And that could take another potentially four to six weeks before we get all those backgrounds back. While the interview portion of the hiring process may differ slightly, the last steps are the same everywhere. Before receiving a final offer, applicants must pass a drug screening, a physical exam, and a psychological exam. But what does that psych test really entail? We turn to Dr. Kiri Fall, Clinical Director of Public Safety at Gary L. Fischler & Associates. She's been doing these examinations for more than a decade. They arrive in the morning and then they are administered paper and pencil testing that they can complete on their own. 
They go into a room and complete a variety of testing measures. Some of that is brief intelligence screening. Others are objective, self-report, true-false measures that assess various personality uh, characteristics that help us assess suitability. And then there is, in some cases, an ethical scenario uh, instrument that they complete and then there is like a biographical data packet that they complete. Dr. Fall says that written portion typically takes two to three hours. After that, she spends about an hour interviewing the applicant. There's kind of five different clusters that we look at. Those involve interpersonal behavior, judgment and adaptability, emotional control, uh, work attitudes, and then communication and learning skills. Under interpersonal behavior, for example, she's looking at things like how one interacts with others. Are they tactful and respectful? Do they show empathy? And what we essentially do is take the testing results, the background, our interview, and we compile it all together to make risk ratings or risk assessments. Ultimately, Dr. Fall either does or doesn't recommend a candidate. She says the quote-unquote not recommend rate is about 13 to 15 percent. Going back to White Bear Lake and Robbinsdale, both chiefs say it's common to lose candidates to other agencies during this very thorough, very thoughtful process. Our biggest challenge is somebody will snatch them up. So we interviewed those 36 people the first week of November, and just with having those scheduled, five dropped out because they got job offers. And they were really promising looking people. And sometimes an agency might have to start over entirely a new phenomenon resulting from today's shallower applicant pool. We've gone through some processes where at the end we just decided there weren't any candidates we were interested in. And so we just decide to maybe wait for four or five, six months and then do another posting and and see what might be available. The chiefs stress they won't lower standards just to get someone in a uniform. Fortunately, both cities had favorable outcomes from their hiring processes. It took about a month longer than hoped, but White Bear Lake welcomed two new officers in early February. One had worked as an agent for the Minneapolis Park Police Department, and one was a county dispatcher. And Robbinsdale PD selected a community service officer from a neighboring suburb. The other candidate doesn't have a specific law enforcement background, but is someone with more life experience and a good work history. Chief Franzen hopes to have the candidates in training in March. Meantime, neither of the applicants we met were chosen. Nikki remains on White Bear Lake's hiring list and was added to another agency's hiring list as well. She is still interviewing around the metro and working as a community service officer. Jack is interviewing with several agencies in the area and working as a part-time security officer. He says he's trying to stay positive and proactive until he finds his match. Their journeys are a sign that the applicant pool, while smaller, continues to meet the high standards of police chiefs in Minnesota. This episode was written and produced by Amanda Grayson. For all of us at the Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association, thanks for listening and for your support as we work together to recruit great people to the policing profession. Real officers, real people, real life. Wearthebadge.org. Wear the badge.